Hello and welcome to the Popcorn Brothers. My name is Eli. I'm Isaac. And we're here to talk to, about, talk to you about movies every week. Well, we and bring talk to you each other too. And talk to each other about movies. <laughs> but you're a part of the conversation if you're listening. Thank you for being here. Um, yeah, every week we give each other new movies. And um, this week, we haven't even brought it up, but this week is The Matrix. Bah, bah, bah sci-fi back to an eli choice so mm-hmm. i will be i will be leading this podcast i guess you could say and isaac will be um giving us his feedback on having never seen the matrix possibly one of the most important turn of the millennium sci-fi movies yes one yeah. of the most influential sci-fi movies one of the ever, most reference sci-fi movies yeah did you know it's already in the national film registry um i can 100 percent believe it it is iconic it's I a know, timeless but, classic i mean it was it was let in in 2012 and it only came out in 1999. So that's like, that's pretty big deal. Cause we only that's let really quick. like 20 movies in every year. Yeah. They probably and they have to have like cultural aesthetic or yeah. Like cultural significance is what they yeah. say. It definitely, I've never seen a movie that looks more 1999 than this movie. It, it, it hits. <laughs> there are some parts where I was like, in oh. so many ways. It's like, it's crazy. Also, oh, well, we'll get into it. We'll talk yeah. about things. But like yeah, that so playing. that will be our major review for this week. But before we get into that, we'll do a This Week on TV because we didn't go to the movies because we were recording this podcast three days after the last one, which is a very fast turnover. It just, uh, mm, yeah. we're pumping the episodes out. We're we're getting back well, on not, our normal it's schedule. It's not any different from theirs, but it is yeah. closer to and our normal Maybe it won't feel different yeah. for you, but I um, I graduated software school. Thank you for asking. Hallelujah. Now we can I am do these now podcasts. not super busy all of the time trying <laughs> to scrape together some be applications. Again. Yeah. God. <laughs> I can finally get back on the horse and we can be more consistent for um, the release of these episodes. And we will be. And I'm excited about it. So we'll be, I'll be talking about Levy and Rose. Isaac, is there something in particular you want to talk about? You've also seen this movie, so we could just discuss it. Um, I don't think I watched anything else. That's fine. So. No big deal. Three days is short. And then we'll be doing a trailer watch. And Destination Wedding is the name of the trailer this week. And we picked we it don't because know. it has Keanu Reeves in it. Yeah, but we don't know Keanu anything Reeves about this. Day. No, we, uh, I have no idea. I'm guessing drama. Isaac's guessing comedy. I thought it wasn't going to be a comedy. I mean, you may be right if you have other information. I have no information but um yeah so i guess we'll just jump on in so um let's hear some music and talk about levy and rose so is there music for this there's a little know. bit of music before <laughs> that one yeah, listen, I don't yeah it's fine don't i don't know i don't ever listen. you don't <laughs> have to you don't have to it's my job to listen back um so uh levy in rose which this, i have seen this movie before biopic music biopic similar mm-hmm. to was it was the most recent episode the freddie mercury review yes. trailer yeah so this kind of gives me hope for a music biopic but maybe this story was infinitely more complex and depressing and wild than freddie mercury's story maybe not maybe so well it just depends on what they choose to i mean i'm sure that freddie mercury had some i'm sure it was weird stuff going on there's things about his and i've heard that they might definitely don't know well and i mean certainly he had hiv yeah and like i've heard that theory i read that they are gonna cut all that out and i'm gonna be annoyed if they do that they're gonna cut all of that out how can you have a i don't know that's what i was wondering too yeah or they won't like cut it out but it'll like really put it on the back burner is what i heard i don't know we haven't seen the movie so let's not yeah so for anyone who doesn't know though yeah we're we're not talking about that movie right now we're talking about levy and rose which is a music biopic about um her name is her name is um edith edith uh, piaf 
Piaf, and you may or may not recognize that name, but I can guarantee you if you're listening You'll to this podcast, you have heard at least one of her songs, and Livy and Rose is the one you've for sure heard, if not on Inception, maybe on like Saving Private Ryan, or in Something's Gotta Give, or in any time they Pepe use Le it Pew. on commercials too yeah commercials for sure anytime the um Pepe Le Pew is that that's the uh the, the skunk, skunk yeah. from the Looney Tunes that was his her songs were his background music so mm. if you've ever seen old Looney Tunes from like the 50s to the 80s then every single time there was a French song playing it was one of hers is what it mm. looked like that's on IMDb because they were just yeah lists. she was really important yeah it said 237 credits for soundtracks so far wow. which is like crazy for I mean probably one of the most soundtracked artists yeah i would say for sure and well deserving like insanely good at singing and insanely notable but her life was crazy very sad very interesting all sorts of health issues Mm -hmm. all sorts of emotional hardship literally from beginning to end yeah things that you would just you couldn't imagine someone and it's it made living it made living in the early 1900s look brutal i can tell you that right (laughs) now i think it was was brutal because it was sometimes it made it look just brutal like there's like an eight-year period where as a little girl she had um cata Keta, cataracts no cata it's it's an eye there's an eye infection it's i don't think it's called cataracts it's called something tosis but it has a c or a k in it cartos i don't know i can't remember but she was blind for eight years as a child eight years because she had some infection in her eyes so like that was really sad and like she had parents but her mom was a singer and her dad was a performer in like the circus like he was an acrobat and so the mom never really took care of her and she ended up like living at a brothel and growing up in a brothel for a long period of time from the age of like four to when she became blind and then like she left eventually after that because she was blind and just ended up with some other people and then just started singing randomly and like got married and had a kid and the kid died at two because of meningitis and left that relationship and just like her entire like sang the entire time and was like became like world renowned and it was it's just a really good story and as far as like a film goes uh it's beautiful like Mm -hmm. we weren't talking about the director but this is like one of the only foreign language films to like slay is the word i'm going to use at the academy awards i guess because it, it did Marianne pretty well Cotillard won best actress and then it got something else well in the same year i mean there have been foreign language movies that do well but it's hard it's hard for a foreign language movie to do well at the oscars kind of yeah. um not impossible but yeah she did win and i kind of feel like i think that people didn't think she was gonna win that too huh. i think it might have been kind of an upset i can't really recall she really I remember when it came it. out and i've watched the movie i can't really contribute now because it was a long time ago when i watched yeah. it i watched it back in college before i went to france yeah but i do remember her being really good and i think i liked the movie it was pretty good yeah i think the way french people are portrayed seemed really realistic and not like overly like sentimental or unrealistic well, if, if possibly it's, it's a french movie so yeah they, so it, it has yeah it doesn't exactly. see it's french not an american, an american lens view exactly of right, france yeah. it's very much it just seems like 
huh like this is surprisingly french even though it shouldn't be because it was french but when i when i started watching this movie i had no idea um i watched it with our mom she picked it up from the library and she was just like how do you put this in the blu-ray and so i put it yeah. in and it started and i was like wow that's a really good shot and then it just like from there i was watching the entire movie because it was consistently like good shot to good shot to like oh wow the color is really nice oh wow this is really cool i like how they did that like the acting is great i was like dang it i'll be here for all three hours it felt like of that movie it's I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty long. long. Yeah. But she called me first and was like, have you ever seen La Vie and Rose? And I was like, yeah. She was like, am I going to like it? I was like, well, from what I can remember, it was pretty depressing. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say it's, it's realistic. It's, it's a cold, hard look at yeah. her life. Not so much in a depressing way. Like, I don't think it, I don't think it exaggerates or makes things overly depressing for what they were, but it was like, it is a depressing it's story. Rough. Yeah. Even though, I mean, she was wildly successful and beloved and like hundreds of thousands of people flooded the streets when she died. Yeah. And like her graves is one of the most visited in Paris is what they was yeah, what I read I somewhere. So yeah, just a uh, really good for, really anyone it's very appropriate especially for how dark the themes are i think it's a fairly family friendly movie i still think it's rated r but is it oh i don't know okay i didn't i don't know what the rating is but it's probably not very easy when a story involves brothels not to be rated r yeah yeah (laughs) there wasn't i mean there isn't a lot of i didn't see any explicit sexual stuff i don't honestly i don't think that i can doesn't involve her then yeah i can imagine it implied obviously but like there wasn't anything that would like visually and um what was I going to say? Oh yeah. If you're a music lover, definitely see it. Especially if you don't know who Edith P Piaf mm-hmm. is, or don't know who she is yet, because you probably already do. If you're any sort of musical person, I'd imagine that you'll recognize one of these songs. And I definitely think you should go see the movie. Yeah. I really like Marion Cotillard. I think she just lives in France though. And she kind of does French movies. I wish she did more. Mm. Uh, stuff that was i mean uh, well that the onus would be on me then to like f- seek her out and <laughs> watch her movies because i'm sure she's still probably making movies but i don't like that will. most people just say oh marine cotillard that girl that was a mall in inception and i'm like yes that's who that is but oh, she can yeah. do a that lot more such than a that small role i forgot that that yeah, was her she can do a lot more than that so yeah weird do you think oh, that's so weird that she's in that she plays the character in this movie that they use in inception to come weird. out of one of the levels <laughs> that is super weird i didn't think about that oh geez all right anyways uh i guess that th- that's it for this week at, uh on tv cool you didn't watch it on tv you watched a, a dvd of it yeah but the dvd does play through a tv oh okay <laughs> this, this not, week on tv makes it seem like you watched this week it on, on cable TV. <laughs> i didn't say on cable it's not on comcast okay Jeez. whatever all right so yeah but we'll move on every week you hear sound and we watch a trailer so this week it's Keanu Reeves week. As I said earlier, we're talking about the Matrix, which is a movie. What that if I Keanu love. Reeves isn't in this movie, and we just thought that like, it was from there, the thumbnail? So we looked at the thumbnail, and it could have been clickbait, but it looks like Keanu Reeves is in this movie. So what we are about to watch is destination wedding trailer on youtube and if you're driving don't do anything but if you're not driving now is a great chance to pause this podcast and look up movie clips trailers on youtube and check out the destination wedding trailer number one next time you hear from us we will be reviewing it and giving you the what's what okay 
We're back. We just watched the trailer for Destination Wedding. It does feature Keanu Reeves and also Winona Ryder. Yeah, and it is not related to Stranger Things, as far as we can tell, or The Matrix. No, but there are people in both of those things that are in this movie, <laughs> yes, too. Yeah, what so did you think? What did you see, Isaac? I led the first little bit here. Oh. To hand it over to you. Describe what we just watched. Well, it's... I was correct. It's a comedy. Yes. Or it's like a rom-com. Um... It kind of has a, it's a very, like, has like a dark, sarcastic tone to it, which I, re- that's what I really liked about it is that it actually looks like I would think that most of this was funny. Yeah. It's not like sight gags or like fart jokes. It's, you know, it's depressed humor. Yeah. A little bit of it is. Uh, <laughs> they just went on a writer and it looks like Keanu Reeves both play kind of quirky people that they said nobody knows what to do with them most of the time so they're sad and angry that's, <laughs> yeah i mean that's who they are wait i don't know i mean there's got to be a classification for this kind of comedy and it's not depressed it's black comedy. comedy well i thought black comedy was like overly dark on purpose not like the characters because oh. like the visual and like obviously the situations become like brighter and are bright in general I thought black comedy was like literally things that were dark that are supposed to be funny because they're ironic or different. I feel like I don't that's know if what this falls was. Into, I guess so. I just feel like it's dark like, because they're going to a I just wedding feel like and they're they... angry all the time, even though they're in like these happy, like they're around all sorts of other happy people. Well, it's yeah, like, they're going to a wedding. They don't, they don't really act like they want to be at this wedding. They don't act like they want to be around people in general. They're kind True. of, they look like they're annoyed with, they're constantly annoyed with each other. Yeah, uh, maybe this falls under black comedy. If it does, that is what this is. Yeah. If Anyways. not, it's depressed comedy. Looks pretty funny. Yeah. I would like to go see it, probably. I think I would definitely go see it. I laugh. This is probably one of the funnier trailers I think we have had the pleasure of watching on this Some podcast. Good. Well, and yeah, and it's not like jokes. So yeah. it's like they just are clever and quippy lines. And because again, you're like you said, the situation is kind of ironic and stuff. Yeah, so. it just seems good. They just seem like a good pair of people to be playing those roles. Because Keanu Reeves is not a great actor, but I think he can do like this Stiff. like mono, doing, angry, like, the, yeah. like he just looks like well grumpy. There. That makes a lot of sense. And I feel like Winona Ryder is She's kind of totally like the insane yeah. love lorn or love lost or whatever it is. Like yeah, like oh man, I had this guy and now I'm just mad at the world. And I'm isn't it psycho. crazy? Side note. Isn't it crazy that Winona Ryder somehow got a second chance after she was like, went cuckoo and robbed Saks Fifth Avenue? <laughs> that I don't know anything about that. Oh, like go through early, the story. Well, early in the 2000s, she got caught shoplifting. And like from this where? Is from like Saks Fifth Avenue or I don't, something. What is that? It's just like a department store. Oh. And she's tried to steal like $5,000 worth of stuff or something. What? It was like this whole ordeal. Was she intoxicated? I don't remember. Uh, You'd have to look it up. But weird. But it was sort of like she had, I mean, obviously when Ona Ryder had a did big career. Did she have a career in, in the, the 90s? Yeah. Who, she, what did she, she do? Went, she was in Beetlejuice. She okay. was in Little Women. Okay. Uh, she was nominated for Best Actress. And for she, what? For Little Women. Okay. She did a lot of like drama and she was very popular respected well we know that she started out in like heather's era too yeah that's right um she kind of has always done like culty type movies too i think like she's in she was in the movies or they're they're popular okay like okay fans and yes 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 Um, classics which that's like black comedy too a lot of the time that is true heather's is black comedy i guess so it's not funny i think heather's is hilarious (laughs) it's it's, like the so funny it's very 80s um which we've already seen that movie, so you've got 
lucky there because I probably would have already pulled it up. Or our viewers <laughs> got unlucky, our listeners. Well, maybe it'll maybe it'll show up sometime. Anyways, um, and yeah, so then I guess her career got revived. Here it is again because of Stranger, Stranger Things, things and sure. she's done a couple other roles too since then. So yeah, I'll have to look into that. But I yeah. think it was kind of funny that she got a second chance and somehow came back. Keanu Reeves has had a solid career for someone who cannot act. I think we should talk about that really briefly. <laughs> like it's insane. Well, he we're has, getting like, into he it. Picks great well, movies. A he's a nice good seg. action actor, so like he's good at doing, I guess, his own stunts. He clearly obviously does a lot of that stuff on his own yeah and is just apparently a really nice guy and good to be around because even in interviews if you have ever seen him interviewed he is the person like he doesn't (laughs) act he just is keanu reeves on set and like that's what you buy in and that's like who you get out of keanu Reeves. well it's very like it's also kind of like nicholas cage like you know what it's like harrison ford like not acting acting like you just exist and you are that character but yeah, it's uh, it's crazy to see him in uh, a comedy, especially since like John Wick, I guess, is a big thing now, right? Yeah, like, people that's love what he's that. been doing lately. Yeah, even though are those like do those movies come to theaters or do they just get they released do, straight I to think. really? I remember when they came out. So yeah, weird. I just can't believe it, but yeah, good. I mean, good for him. And he was in The Matrix, which we'll talk about in a minute. One of what the most important sci-fi movies Speed. ever made. Speed, yeah, which was huge um he's in other stuff he's like an action star too, yeah i can't so. think of it and i feel like he disappeared for a while on his own accord and wasn't in a bunch or of things. maybe <laughs> no like, i think i think you're he chose, too old no to, i think he chose to step back movies. from acting i oh. think i think he said something about it oh interesting well, you he chose to step back from something he is paid to do but is not really great at oh well i mean he made I, i'm sure he made so much off of the three matrix movies that like oh yeah what would you even what would you want what do you want what are you looking up? Are you just, just looking up Keanu Reeves? Oh, okay. <laughs> this is good. Yeah, this is worth it. His I mean, IMDb page. Yeah, but for anyone who didn't get oh, that, he was in Point Break, which is also oh, he was in Bill and Ted. Remake. And did you see that? They're yeah, making I saw a that. Movie yeah, Bill and Ted. yeah, and that'll that'll kill. That'll do great. Honestly, Bill and Ted is a great movie. Um, let's see. I'm looking through here, but none of these are. That's fine. I mean, we went over like 10 that were like big for him, which is, I mean, which is great for someone who cannot act. And this looks, this looks like it'll do well. I'm sure he's in some other comedies or something. I just can't think of him. He is in Something's Gotta Give, which you had just mentioned earlier too. Oh yeah. He's a really small He did that movie with uh, Sandra Bullock called The Lake House where they're like living in different times and they write letters to each other through the magic mailbox. Oh, huh. I I never never saw that that. movie. I didn't either. Crazy. Oh, he's in Hardball. Remember that too, dude? Yes, that is a cult classic for sure. Because that movie is terrible. It's like what I consider one of the worst movies I've seen of all time. He's but it's also great in to watch. A Walk in the Clouds too, which I'm pretty sure Sandra Bullock is also in that. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Oh wait, no, she's not. J.K. It was like a romance movie. Yeah, he does those occasionally. Yeah, uh, apparently a few times he has. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've okay. Been through most so that's of enough about here, Keanu so. Reeves. But yeah, for anyone who didn't get it, Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder are—they meet at the airport and they already don't like each other. That's the <laughs> beginning of the movie. And then on the plane, they realize that they're both headed to the same destination wedding for someone they are have a mutual connection with, and they end up stuck out there. And it seems like they unwillingly fall in love, even though, in, even though both of them are in their own little unhappy situations and they're mad at everything and they're grumpy and there will be lots of grumpy jokes. It and actually it looks didn't good. show us a lot of them like falling in love it oh, showed well, a lot it, of them it, fighting so but it was I'm obviously assuming, implied yeah. that they are closer than they were yeah. at the beginning of the movie. well it said falling in love like on a title oh, did card it? Okay. Type thing. yeah i missed that but yeah cool 
um yeah i'll go see it it's a, it'll be a good mix up from i thought we had already, in june we'll have yeah. all sorts of action and like yeah. crazy hype stuff but really quick before we move on to the main thing well i um, thought we had already moved on to the main thing when we were talking about keanu reeves but no we haven't we haven't done the big main thing yet but there's a there's a very important topic so this looks great and we'll definitely go see it but I read an article on Bloomberg today about how MoviePass may not survive through the end of June. Yeah. Did you know that? I well, I mean, I've been seeing stuff about it. So. so I don't know if our listeners are actually interested in this. But obviously, the reason we are able to go see so many movies and do this is basically because of I would MoviePass. not recommend... like the, And the worst thing is I wouldn't recommend signing up for it now because it's like you you're like running a big risk potentially with it but it's been great because i mean if you sign up for a month i think that's reasonable still which i was always on a monthly thing but some people Um, sign up for a year and like who knows i mean if they go out like you may not get a refund you may not get anything back. right that's what i was saying which at this point i have had my movie pass since like january or february and i've Mm -hmm. seen enough movies at this point that it was theoretically like worth my because i did get a year one but it was it's theoretically been worth my thing already just based on the number of movies yeah but what i read was the um the month that movie pass so movie passes stock was at a dollar the month that movie pass announced that their new pricing scheme was ten dollars a month for as many movies as you wanted Mm -hmm. their stock shot up to thirty dollars with investors and then as of last month it is now back down to one dollar and they're constantly (laughs) bleeding cash and an internal audit apparently revealed that based on the amount of or the rate at which they are losing cash they will not stay solvent through the end of june because of the weight of the movies and the popularity of movies that are probably being released and the way people's trends tend to change with movie pass throughout you know the summer as opposed to the other times because mm-hmm. movie pass it hasn't had this scale of subscribers through a summer no. yet so this will oh for sure yeah. this will be the death knell if 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 there's nothing to save it if there's no alternative if there's nothing they can figure out movie pass will be gone before july you've heard it here first i'm calling it so we may not even make it to the end of summer with our beloved movie pass and that makes me so sad because it is great for us well yeah and I just, I can't figure out either. I mean, I understand that they're bleeding money. Like, there's no yeah. doubt that they yeah. aren't. I thought they were selling still, data. I thought that, like, there was well, some system. You'd think they would do this with a plan, but I guess they were just like, you know what? Let's get a bunch of subscribers and see if we can work it out. And I, well, and I can't handle, I don't like when the movie theaters are all up in arm like they don't like movie pass and one of the theater owners i think it's the leader the owner of amc he like really hates it and i'm like that's kind of dumb because i was like i'm going to the movies way more now than i was when i didn't have movie pass i've paid for concessions when i usually never pay for concessions at the movies which yeah. means that they're making more money because that's really where most of the mon- I, money is made at the movie theater is at the concession stand that's supposedly. true and i think some people are like that but i personally have not bought a concession with my time using movie pass at all not one single time i so did for let me, me also tell you it when i go to opry mills i always buy something at the concession stand because they serve alcohol there when i go to providence providence doesn't have it so i never buy i usually buy at least like a beer or something to enjoy during the movie yeah that's reasonable which Um, so get on board with oh i forgot providence likes to sell those fancy like meal looking things Oh, it's like a package of well, it's food like, and drink it just and something. pitched as like, it looks healthy and stuff. It's not like movie theater food. But oh. That's not the conversation huh. we're having. Anyways, and the guy was mad because he's like, well, if people like MoviePass, they're going to get really used to going to the movies all the time. And then when MoviePass shuts down, they're not going to come to the movies anymore. And I'm like, yeah. Because, they weren't going anyways. Yeah. Well, I, well, that's what I was saying. I was like, 
I was I said so you're complaining that you're making money currently but then when this service shuts down <laughs> you're not going to be making as much money anymore yeah. I said so why don't you like, Mr. Head of a movie theater chain figure out a way to entice people back to coming to yeah, the movies yeah I'm like yeah, that's on if you, you did sir. your job better you wouldn't yeah, even matter <laughs> that's exactly right that's I'm just annoyed by that because I'm like well maybe you can come up with a way to do that yeah i mean if the prices of movies was cheaper in general it would be better i think people would go to the movies yeah. more yeah they also it's not just like keep, they don't make enough money right well they keep <laughs> trying to come up with to me i think they keep trying to come up with fancier things to make it a big deal but i don't think that's what people want i think people want to go to the movies and see a movie i mean sure it's nice to have reclining chairs or to have waiters who can bring your food or i don't want any of that at the or to though. have 3d like they keep hiking the price of 3d, but guess what? People are tired of 3d because now they feel like they've been there, done that. If the movies Unless could be cheaper, I would highly advise them. I would be fine with them ripping out all of the concessions. I wouldn't need any advertisements for any movies. They could rip out the chairs. It could be a flat cement floor where everyone just sat in a room and there was a big screen. <laughs> I would be fine with that. If it lowered the price of my ticket. Well, I think that they, I, I don't know. I'm not, I don't run a movie theater, but yeah. my I know it's not is, going the way I want it to go and it never will. But well, yeah, but I don't know. I would think that they would enjoy people, more people coming to the movies. So what's your prediction, Isaac? Say movie pass does go down. It goes down one day. All of a sudden, all of the movie passes no longer work because that's how it's going to happen. Theoretically, yeah. if they go bankrupt or whatever it is and no one comes out of the blue to like, oh, well, I want this to keep going. They could just shut down in a day and me and you would no longer have a movie pass. So no, what, we wouldn't. We what would. do you think happens next? Any any idea, prediction? Do you think someone will try and do something similar? Do you think movie theaters like will change? Or do you think we'll just revert and then be stuck back where we were? Well, I feel like you... I feel like... Now, certainly, I feel like you could see it with a different model. And like movie pass people are all... Like some people were up in arms because for a while they changed their subscription plan to going to four movies in a month. You yeah. could only go see for four one day movies before within a people month. were so angry that they cut it off. But how many movies do you see a week? I see one a week. Yeah, so that's basically four every four month. Four a month is honestly super reasonable. I think that people made a big deal about that because, th well, but that was to me ridiculous too because it's this perceived notion of value. But yeah. I'm like, you're not really getting the value out of it because you're not doing that. Yeah, there was something, I think I saw... People going, like people, how many people do you really think have a movie pass that go to the movie theater every single day? Yeah, no, I was reading the Bloomberg business article that I read, the particular one that I got a lot of this information from. Um, they, it referenced a retired school teacher whose daughter had got him movie pass mm -hmm. and he had seen something like 40 movies. Like he had seen every movie that had come out in the last like two or three months. He'd seen all 40 of them that were available like yeah. within his town, which is like beyond anyone's normal standard yeah. i would say and i'm sure but i mean I'm like sure you would have people, to seek out small movie theaters with different movies to yeah. see 40 in that period of time well and sure people like are going to the movies more but this is my thing as long as if you can to give me some sort of perceived like what i'm paying for i mean if it was 20 dollars a month i would pay for movie pass for 20 dollars a month theoretically yeah as long as i'm still as long as me myself am still going to the movie which that puts it more on me yeah that in order to save the money with the quote-unquote like perceived value or whatever i have to do the work to get the value more rather than say the movie theater or movie pass itself do you see what i'm saying yeah and like i think that that works if i have to pay 20 dollars to go see four movies a month that's still better than going to four movies within that month that 
would cost me at least 40, probably closer to 50. Because I like going to the movies. And I like actually seeing all these movies at the movies because honestly, after that, it gets lost. I'll never yeah. find it again. I don't go to Redbox that often. Yeah. Like, unless it pops up on streaming, like a streaming service, which also, guess what? We pay for. People yeah. pay for those. <laughs> so, doing some simple math here, uh, MoviePass has about 3 million subscribers. So, currently, they're losing about $40 million a month. Mm-hmm. If they were to raise prices to actually stay afloat at the current rate that these users, these subscribers, go to the movies, mm-hmm. what does that mean they would have to charge them? That's oh, 40 I, that's divided by math. 3. So that's, I mean, that's 13.1. They would have to raise the price $13.1 per subscriber. So we'd be paying about $25. 23. Yeah, 23 to 25. Let's, yeah, 23. Okay, so we'll say $23 exactly. Actually, no, I think I pay monthly and mine has gone up. Like if you paid for the year, you're mm-hmm. at that old premium, but currently yeah. it's up from 10 to something else, isn't it? It's like 12. I have no idea. Okay, I, I don't pay that much attention to it either. But so if it's 23 or 25, is it worth it? You think they would keep that many subscribers? I feel like they would lose subscribers, but I don't know. It's just trying to I trying to predict what people will do is so That's bizarre. essentially like, double the price that it was when it got them, the subscribers that it got them now. And it puts you closer to the price that it was originally at when they only had less than half it, a million well, I subscribers. I thought it was 50 at one point. I thought well, it was $50 it was 30, per month. It was month. 30 when it jumped to 10. Gotcha. $30 a month. I don't know. I kind of like that I have it because it sort of forces me to go to the movies because I feel like, hey, I've paid for this already. Yeah. I need to make use of it. Yeah, and I'm it's pe- really, people and like it's really me not and you that- could still do that because we would and be you're saving still money saving, anyways. You're still saving money easily. theoretically by... If we go for a month. Yes. Yeah. If you do... So I kind of... I mean, I would still probably... If it was $30, I'd probably still do it just because it theoretically is still saving you money. And now I'm used to going to the movies a lot. Every time I'm trailer comes out and I'm like oh I might want to go see that I like that I don't have to I like that it feels like if I went to a movie and it was a risky movie that maybe I didn't necessarily wasn't sure if I would like it or not I like that when I go and see that if I didn't really like it it's not I don't really care as much Mm -hmm. I kind of like that too that aspect of it yeah all right. Well, we will definitely see within. I think within a month we will see for sure that it is the downfall Which, of movie. Pass but I mean, I just told you, and are this week's that the movies have been suffering because we haven't been to the movies. Which, granted, we kind of are in a dead period after Avengers too. Yeah, I this month has been weak. I've yeah, tried so like, to look I at what's at the movies. I mean, I went to see Bad Samaritan, and I guarantee yeah. you, no one who listens to this has seen Bad Samaritan other than me. <laughs> maybe yeah. well you talked about it maybe they went and saw it i mean i hope because it was it's worth it if, i mean maybe not if you pay full price but right. it was a pretty good movie well and i still want to go see like life of the party and breaking in i just haven't gotten around to doing it what? and if i don't then when i don't but how to talk to girls at parties come out i think it comes out very soon i it's need to very see it soon. if it's june my june is gonna be packed. i don't think it's in june i think it's before then i think it might no be coming way. out like this weekend or it's oh, man. i think it's actually like one of the first weeks of june maybe oh too. i'm gonna go see it next week if it's not out yet if it is out sorry anyways okay yeah june's gonna be big june gonna be crazy gonna be, everyone we'll who's see. listening to this you should keep an eye on that especially if you have a movie passed you should probably be really interested in interest this conversation in it, yeah. i encourage you to look it up too because it's it's honestly i mean it's a it's a fascinating story. It's a roller coaster. It's, yeah, it's crazy it's that this product exists at all and that we're able to use it to make this more possible for our little podcast. But yeah, okay. Uh, that's it for this week's trailer watch. And side note on 
Movie Pass. That was and like its a solvency. long discussion about Movie Pass, but uh, it's okay. We need more political it's sidebars relevant. and economic I, I sidebars. We, and <laughs> political is not the way that I want any of this. It's podcast not really to political. Go. I guess it that was like really. economic. It was like economic business and cultural. Related. Yeah, business, cultural. You know. All right. Okay. So back to Keanu Reeves. Okay, so here we are. We are now jumping into the Matrix. And you may be asking yourself, is this real or are we in the Matrix? And I'm going to tell you right now, it's real. <laughs> We're here. Sorry. I promise. You're not in the Matrix. But if you are in I the could Matrix, be a part of the Matrix. Well, so what does it I don't matter? actually know. <laughs> if you are a part of the Matrix, what does it matter? Because you don't know. You don't understand any difference. Well, freedom. Freedom is why it matters. You don't want to have a veil over your Which, eyes again, for your entire well, and life. And now, look, and well, but have here, nothing that's real and just live as a battery but you don't for an know alien that. race. You don't understand that at all until you have like stepped out, until you have that consciousness that says that. Otherwise, yeah. you didn't. Do you like the Westworld? Because look, we're going to get brought back to this Westworld stuff again. Because <laughs> another thing, another movie that has similar themes. So in Westworld, which is kind of funny that you picked this Matrix movie, because it also Pleasantville is kind of the same way. Yeah. Absolutely. The last one that we did. Yeah. Where if you don't, until you realize that you're being, that the ideas in your head are not your own and all those sorts of things, until you realize that it doesn't make a difference to you. So. Yeah, but I mean, you're you're limited and oppressed. It's just not real life. It could be better for everyone. Like, think about if you were actually in the Matrix, which we'll jump into the plot here in a minute so I can at least introduce it for people who haven't seen it. But yeah. if you're in the Matrix, like, think they would have to, the computer program would have to limit, like, innovation, like, technology, like, what you could discover, what you could make. Like, you wouldn't really have freedom. And people, there would be more people than just Neo that would realize something was off. Like, it would just, like, it wouldn't be right I would think, but I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm making assumptions here in leaps and this is not a, we'll go ahead and say this as much as I love this movie and as iconic as I is, as it is, there's not a lot of solid substance behind some no, of the I ideas. I was about to, I wouldn't, when you texted, and we'll talk about it. When we texted, when we were texting earlier, I was about to, and you were like, this movie is so it sick. It is so sick. I was like, yeah, but there's like it's nothing the to end, it. There's when no they start substance fighting. whatsoever. Yeah, and almost. it really, it's like a two act movie. It's like the second and third movie actually act as the third act of what should have been the end of the first movie. It seems oh. like it just misses out because like there's all, this great like plot There's and like introduction so and like lore and explanation and then it's just like a here's a cool gunfight which is like it almost seems yeah. to me a little bit like underwhelming for like what they what they could have done it was weird i was trying to like i was kind of trying to chart like where the plot was and yeah. i got really confused because at, there were points where i was like am i spoke i didn't feel so vet in, like invested in some of it because mm. i don't like they never give you anything about hardly any of the characters there's no real character development at all so then i was confused i was like is this the end of the movie i feel like there should be more yeah I'm which looking it is for something it's a trilogy more. but i mean it was made to be a trilogy well yeah and it's when things are conceived and reloading came out like fairly quickly it was like a year and a half or yeah something when after. it when things are conceived together like that we've talked about how like it's especially Bill, in franchises or Yes. Awesome. When things start to bleed in between, it's very conf- it can it's be hard. Confusing. It's the Infinity War downfall. Like yeah, and it doesn't give you satisfaction of the whole plot like coming full circle, kind of in a way. It feels yeah. Like. There's just yeah. There are just um. There are problems with uh building your media. It's in the that structure <laughs> of a yeah. story, and when and honestly, we know what a good story is structured as, and when we don't get that, it, you. 
you lose a part of it and yeah. you think it's weird. And it's it hard because we have to objectively compare this piece as one piece with another piece, yes. even though this piece is literally just a section of other pieces or a section of a bigger piece. Well, and that's, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, you could get into sort of a discussion about writing and what makes good writing versus bad writing. And some people don't ever understand that, but I will always tell people if it's bad writing, it should usually you can understand because you'll, you actually will, your brain is conditioned to think of stories in a certain way and to have all the correct pieces. Yeah. And if you don't get all that, you're going to be like, this is weird. I don't get it. I don't like it. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So let's, um, I guess let's jump into the plot. We can talk about the plot for this movie. Um, that's all that there is really. <laughs> this or one, a lot yeah, of it. I didn't really, I didn't really look up too much production, but man, the production is good for 1999 and yeah. the things they did the way they used color like color grading yeah everything is, was really i think was revolutionary for that time i'm sure or just the fact that like it is so green like when you look up like what is color grading if you're trying to like learn how to edit your own movies yeah. people are literally like yo check out the matrix yeah look they have a the lot real of that in there and look mm-hmm. at mr smith the agent because it's green and like yeah. it's super green and it isn't like i mean it isn't so green that like someone who is watching it is like that's an overbearing amount of green if you could you could watch it and not like think about it even though it is well because the whole different. i mean there's an entire there's a filter across the whole movie yeah. and so what's it doesn't even, seem that what's weird. even weirder to me is like i know it's like that but at the beginning of the movie it starts yeah. out and it's all in green filter until he wakes up from the matrix for the first time so you don't like your brain just doesn't tell mm-hmm. you like oh this is super green until they go back in and you're like yeah oh my gosh everything is so green it makes sense it's just i don't know it's a beautiful it's a beautiful use of color grading like one of the better ones which i mean last week's movie was also a great pleasantville has a really good like yeah its own little like color thing that they did with technology and production that's that's interesting i didn't mean we when we decided this movie i picked it out of the blue it was on tv and i was like oh dude have you seen the matrix and i didn't plan it at all it was but, on your list originally i think too but we was it yeah i'm pretty sure it was oh uh, we should check because i don't think it was i think it was just for the moment because it should have been though i mean well it is interesting that i think that both of these kind of have it's i like that we ended up accidentally putting them together because they have kind of similar themes and yeah. so the, and you're about really to watch nice Westworld and that that's goes right in them. there with it too. Yeah. 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 Is Westworld the new Game of Thrones? I don't. It Tommy will, Runnels tweeted that. It will never. It. I mean, HBO wanted it to be. It will never be because it's too complicated. Mm. It'll have hardcore fanboys. complicated. Mm-mm. What do you mean not it's not really. complicated? It's not theming complicated. I mean, it's complicated because there are a lot of stories, but people can still follow the stories. Westworld has few stories but it's overly and complicated it's, and each it's, story well and it's so subtle some of the stuff is so subtle that it's yeah i don't really like what they've done with the characters either it just doesn't like it doesn't appeal to me that much anymore i love it more I, really I, that's understandable like, we should have a westworld episode we can do this there later. well and they well and the a lot of people have problems with the fact that it's not as much of a puzzle anymore yeah yeah or, or I like I the, still think I like the dichotomy between that. like here's the sci-fi and here's the western and like we've got yeah. them separate and we can contrast them now it's just like a big like jumble of like it seems mm-hmm. like they're the same thing so like it seems like neither is strong it seems like now they're just like one weaker mixed up thing to me but if, I and I was excited about Shogun World because I thought that was going to bring that in and it's like they haven't even touched it today's episode is the Shogun Finally. World episode jeez and they brought in Raj World which 
boring. I don't think that's going to be that important. <laughs> We're <goodness>. Okay. <laughs> this is like cutting room floor stuff, episode. but maybe okay. people will still listen to it. <laughs> okay. So that's the uh, production and background of The Matrix. I mean, well, there's, I read that apparently this idea, so this is an AI movie. And mm-hmm. um, if you, it seems like this movie i th- i was going to say this must be one of the first like major movies to talk about like ai in this sort of way like it was the turn of the millennium 1999 and people must have been like oh this is revolutionary but i was reading online and apparently there's something called dark days and there's another story that literally had the same idea as the matrix with like little changes mm-hmm. and are very similar to this so it's not a brand new idea or it wasn't for the matrix so it was definitely like the matrix had made it as um as big of a deal like this type of story right like the vr mm-hmm. ai like nothing yeah. is real we're being controlled by robots kind of story well it made surely, it as pivotal as it is but did they didn't invent the term the matrix did they i, I think that i would assume that that had already know. existed before but i don't know I this is the research. first that i had heard of that and i i didn't read i did do some reading across the web about the matrix and i didn't see that mentioned anywhere so it may i mean or maybe the movie invented that which if they did it's crazy because we well you know people joke all the time a matrix had a definition before this but yes i think that is where this came from and i don't think i think it made it that culturally relevant yeah it became it became a very big thing and I actually really like that scene in the movie when like he sees the cat walk by and he sees yeah. another cat and he's like, deja vu. And they're like, what did you say? <laughs> deja vu. Okay. Anyways. um, Yeah. So we'll get into major plot points here because someone who hasn't seen this is definitely lost now. And I honestly feel like as important of a movie as this is, it's not that great in a lot of ways. And people that think they won't like it probably won't like it. Would you agree with that? I feel like um, it's pretty straightforward what this movie is. Yeah. You know and I went getting. in pretty open-minded. I didn't, I would never feel the need really to watch again. I yeah. am, but I, mean, I am I think interested the first in seeing act, the other two movies because now I feel like I need to know what happens afterwards. Fair. But I mean, as if, They're gonna not, you if you don't like sci-fis and if you don't like technology kind of movie, then you're probably not going to be yeah. a huge fan. But but I'm sure that you can agree. Like the first hour, of this movie is amazing. Like skip to skip the little bit at the beginning. That's like just like the end where like Trinity is running on some rooftops and being yeah. chased and they're shooting guns. Like of course they had to stick that in there. Yeah, they had they to were start it because conf- that's the tone. concern that people yeah. were thinking they were going to show up to an action movie and they've been spent 20 minutes without an action. Sequence. But like so that's the way the movie starts. And we'll go ahead and explain the plot. And I'll talk to you about why the first act is so good as I'm explaining it. But you jump to cut to Neo, software developer by day, like crazy elite hacker by night, who also like sells some sort of weird digital drug thing. Did you catch up what that was? Yeah, I didn't feel like it was that important. I saw it, but I didn't I feel really like confused. it was that important. Anyways, um, yeah, so Neo is searching. He's he's looking for something. He feels like things aren't right in general in his life. He's like this just doesn't seem like it's what it should be. I'm not happy. And he's been looking for someone named Morpheus on the internet. And I can't remember his original motive for looking for Morpheus. I don't know either. Morpheus knows something about like the matrix. He knows the term, the matrix, and he doesn't understand what it is or how it relates to real life. But because he's very into computers and uh, software, he's like trying to figure out what this is. And, we cut to him in his apartment and the computer is like literally talking to him and it tells mm-hmm. him to follow the white rabbit. And he's like, I don't know what that means. And then he thought he was dreaming because the computer goes blank as he hears a knock on his door. 
and he's selling drugs to these people and they invite him out to go dancing and, and one of the like, girls no. yeah he's like oh, i don't want to do that i'm keanu and one of the girls has a white rabbit tattoo on her shoulder and he's like that's pretty weird my computer just told me about this white rabbit and he's like <laughs> i'm gonna go now so he does go and trinity the girl that we had seen but was unnamed at the beginning of the movie running away on sh- like the rooftops being mm-hmm. chased with guns it looks like she had supernatural powers yes basically. she was able to jump all the way across the street from a skyscraper to a skyscraper and that's the first and time run up we see walls people. and dodge bullets to some extent. Yeah, yeah. Yes. All that at the beginning. So she meets up with Neo at the club and he doesn't recognize her, but then she says who he is and he knows her because she is as a hacker. He knows that she's also really yeah, well known knew, as a hacker. Yeah. And he's like, I thought he you'd be a girl. Was. He was like, I thought you'd be a dude. And he's like that. She's like, that's what all the guys say. Yeah. And I'm like, she's so cool. And then they relegate her to like a B position, which is really sad. Yeah, she does nothing important yeah, for basically the rest so of the movie. Mad because she's so awesome at the beginning. Anyways, yeah. so um, she tells him to meet her under a bridge, right? I don't remember. Is it that important? It's not really that important. But basically what happens is she is the bridge to Morpheus. Morpheus meets up with Neo and tells him that he might be the one. Yes, they're looking for this person who's the one. Yeah, and so Morpheus allows Neo to come to their like secret base, basically, and he's like starts telling him about reality and how it's mm-hmm. not what he thinks it is, yeah. and slowly starts to explain that the Matrix is just a virtual world, and they're not in the real world. And Neo doesn't really believe it, but then you start seeing the cheesy 1999 special effects of like there's a mirror next to the seat he's in, and like he starts pulling on it. And it becomes like almost like a juice, like yeah. hanging in space as water would. Kind of weird stuff happens. And then they pull him out of the Matrix. And you're like, holy whoa. And so he wakes up in a, a pod. And he's got like a bunch of tubes Hold attached on, to him. You just skipped over the part where he offers what? the red pill versus the blue pill. Oh, you're right. Okay. Critical. Which is so Go important. Ahead, sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. So Morpheus basically explains to him all this stuff. But he tells Neo you can take the red pill or you can take the blue pill. He says, if you take the blue pill, you just go back to, you'll wake up in your bed and you won't remember any of this and you'll never, uh, and that'll be the end of it. He says, or you can take the red pill. He says, but if you take the red pill, it'll, things will never be the same again. So you're basically are, you're going to get the full explanation of what's happening, but you'll never be able to go back to the way it was. So, of course, Neo takes the red takes pill. Takes the red pill. Yeah. And that's what loads... Then he... There's leads. a whole sci-fi sequence where he's, like, born in this pod thing. And yeah. So, he wakes up in this pod, and it turns out that this is the first time that we see that humans that are in the Matrix, which it looks like it's every single human that might I exist. I think it's every human. Yeah. Yeah. Are all in these pods that go as high and as low as the eye can see. I think they're supposed to be underground, but it's a... um it's a uh, it's it's like clones being born mm-hmm. and bred and they live their entire lives in those pods and um what what happens is he like he gets sucked from the back of that pod like a machine comes up to him and this is the first time you see the weird like evil machines yeah. that are just ai and he gets sucked out of the back of this in a really cool shot where he's like sliding down a tunnel yeah and then he lands in some water in a really cool shot where like he's like can't swim and he's super pale and then a giant claw comes and like pulls him up into this like big window in the sky and it pulls him out of there and then that's the mach- that's the ship that morpheus and yes. trinity and the rest of the crew of people that are actually in the real world are on yes. and that's where he is then explained 
everything it's about like 21.99 or something yes and the world has the world created ai around like 20 the year 2000 and ai started thinking for itself and shot off a nuke and then they say something like and we don't know who fired the next nuke but like that was it like everything went crazy and then ai had taken over yeah so um the AI needed power and oh no, humans fired off nukes because they wanted to block out the sun. That's what they said because the machines were solar on powered, solar yeah. power. Yeah. So what happens was they did, they destroyed the environment. The machines went underground and they had to figure out a way to survive. So what they did was they started using humans as batteries. It said the body heat and the electricity provided by the human nervous system, um, what it did was it allowed the machines to survive. So what they did was they started breeding humans and putting them in pods and sending them into the matrix so that they thought they were alive. But the entire time their body heat and their brain electricity was being used to power the machine's yeah. survival. So they didn't need the humans or they don't, the humans were used basically as batteries is the way that Morpheus mm-hmm. says it. And they're actually, it's so gross. They talk about like how the humans are like fed because you, you're eating in the matrix, but you're not actually getting nutrition. It's just brain signals. So it's firing in your brain that you think you're eating. So you think you're full, but you're not actually full. So humans would be dead. But what they do is when the humans actually die in the matrix, they liquefy their bodies and then they send the liquid down and all the other humans absorb it in their pods. And that's how they keep oh, your nutrition. Weird. Yeah. So it's like liquefied. I'll, t- I'll be honest. I watched this movie very early this morning. And so sometimes <laughs> when they would start talking too much, I would get a little like I was uh, for as vague pl- as it is. I was resting my eyes sometimes. <laughs> For as vague as the movie is about like important like plot points that like would affect the story, it's not super vague at all about the lore of like yeah. the robots and like the science fiction aspect. And the way they do a lot of like the um the cinematography for all this is really good and this like up to this point and like seeing them fly around and like the comparison of like the real world is this futuristic sci-fi thing but the fake world is like what looks like the modern day mm-hmm. real world is done incredibly well and that's like what i wanted to bring up before i jumped into actually talking about the plot because it's just so cool and it's all shot so well yeah it is very it's better than a lot those. of sci-fi movies yeah. for sure like it's it's not cheesy in any way but it's also not overdone and you know, now they're just flying around on a ship and like figuring out that they have control of the matrix. And well, Morpheus is trying to relate to Neo that he's the one that's going to save them by, I guess, killing the robots. Mm-hmm. And, um, Neo doesn't really know if he's the one or not, but Morpheus starts training him. So yes. they go into the matrix and, and he gets trained. The He gets trained by the computer program. That's, I always thought that was cool. Where he like teaches the guy oh, yeah. pops in the like training thing yeah, and yeah. he gets and they trained in kung fu in like ten. It's so seconds. cool. They're like they're like, what do you want to learn? And he like, it's funny. They say he's like he's been at it for ten hours. He's a machine because like that first time like he learns something. They have him like sitting on these chairs and it's so weird because they have the big like holes in the back of their neck. That oh, they those stick are that weird. giant tube yeah. into. Yeah, it's a very uncomfortable process to watch all this happen. But yeah, but they have so like everyone is plugged in the matrix by like a tube in the back of your neck that goes to your nervous system and they um to teach you how to have new skills they just like stick one of those in the back of your neck and then they upload new skills so in like yeah. 30 seconds like you, you learn can how know to do everything, like everything about kung fu yeah. or 
you know, any other uh, martial arts style or how to fly a helicopter in one scene or yeah. anything like that. But it's so funny because they just like sit there and then it's like, it's like their brain is suddenly being overwhelmed with information. They're like shaking. They're like, like twitching. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> but then when it's over, they're like, whoa, that was amazing. I feel so empowered and smart. And um, yeah, so he does it for 10 hours the first time and learns a bunch of stuff. And then they, there are a couple of cool scenes where they really like, um, they have like training from here neo is trained in like three different like environments i think that they set up that aren't the real matrix but are like oh yeah they're like training, training rooms yeah places yeah and like one is a really cool kung fu it's the first time this movie goes super like it's it's kung fu which it's kind of a weird it's a weird thing about this movie is like there's all the yeah, sci-fi stuff and the then there's like the jackie yeah. chan martial arts like what why is it like that isaac what i don't do you- know i just assumed that the wachowskis like kung fu movies and yeah. they wanted that influence in there too so it's you know pulled in there yeah it's interesting but um yeah there's one of those scenes there's a scene where they explain what so mr smith is the bad guy so there's this agent that you see throughout the movie and is the obvious antagonist in the matrix in the matrix not never outside of the matrix the only bad antagonists you see outside of the matrix are these machines i forget what they call them but they kind of look like octopuses. They have like a bunch yeah, of little of arms. arms and a bunch of eyeballs in a circle. And they're trying to find and eradicate their ship. So if you haven't already figured That's this such out from a, like, plot side, description. Like, I mean, it's the real world. It's, it's, it is, but they don't spend hardly any time. Like, it matters really at the developing. end. It's very it does, the but there's not a lot of development for that plot yeah but they're basically flying around in the ship underground hiding from machines that if they come and find them will kill them and they will be dead yeah because they're trying to destroy yeah and they're a part of a rebellion called the zion rebellion right yeah there's someone called zion that has some like codes that was not explained well i can tell you that right now i've seen this movie more than once and i still don't know when they first introduced like the zion and the machine codes but it becomes so important at the end that i'm like fascinated that i don't know do you know no, do you know not what I'm really. talking about though? Right at the end, they're like, "Where are the codes?" He's like, "I need the codes." To oh, and get they're to like, Zion. To, "Yeah, they're trying to like yeah. suck it out of Morpheus's head." Yeah, what are they? Yeah. When did they introduce that? Did you notice? Because I watched it again, no. and I didn't notice this time. I mean, uh, it explained that on the Wikipedia article when I went back and read yeah. it. Do you remember that in the movie? Not really. They just yeah, but I think that that's because it's going for the later ones like that's sort of the big picture thing and in Maybe. this one specifically it's just trying to get to where we know that neo is the chosen one and get him yeah set up and then f- going forward um yeah but basically okay so we've been neo bogged is, down here for a while yeah now, neo but, is trained and there's lots of cool cgi scenes where they're in like an empty like, white room and they're like you can control the matrix but mm-hmm. you have to like figure out how to do it and if like, you, die you can be as fast ma- as possible yeah. if you die in the matrix if you die in the matrix you your die brain, in real life your body too. needs your mind so your mind dies so technically you die and you do completely die so they move from here to morpheus saying that neo needs to go to the oracle to have some information about I guess whether or not he's the one. Like, yeah, and she she's going to lead him along him the path. Well, Morpheus is really vague and says that there's a path that they need to follow to be successful, and the Oracle knows about the path and knows what to say to get them along the path. And this whole scene with the Oracle, where there's like a bunch of other, so they end up at an apartment. They go into the Matrix. This is the first time the entire team has gone to the Matrix, which becomes important. Yeah, and um, they all go up to see the Oracle and. Um, Neo is put into a waiting room for a minute and the Oracle, let's describe this. How would you describe the Oracle's apartment? 
because it's very like it's plain well regular just like it's like an old lady's apartment yes yeah but it's like it's really like different from everything else it's another choice that i think is really fascinating about the matrix is like but the they're in the matrix character. yeah but still they chose to make the oracle character a um i mean she's like very a very average lady yeah Oh, okay. Yeah, because you're they made a big deal about the Oracle. Oh, we're going to see the Oracle, yeah. but then it's like, oh hey, like that's the gag, it's just a sixty year old lady. Yes, yes. Fair enough. Okay. Um, I didn't think it was that clever, but obviously the it movie just, it always was stuck itself. out to me. Yeah. Maybe maybe I just bought into it, but I have always thought that was really cool. Anyways, he goes to see the Oracle and there's a bunch of other like kids there at the Oracle's apartment that might be like the potential one because mm-hmm. they're trying to find who the one is this rebellion to obviously put an end to the matrix and free humanity again and we definitely need to talk about the concept of freedom that'll be the thing we talk about after the plot here because that's what this whole thing is about i guess unless you have something else you want to talk about no yeah just it's interesting that like the oracle talks about fate and like what should happen and what's what's supposed to happen and whether or not neo believes that he's in control or yeah i didn't like this part because i already knew that neo was probably the chosen one well, Obviously, I mean, they so. tell him he's not the chosen one. Sort of. And they say, well, she because says, the point there's is one not really that good he, line. That's because like, the point is not that he should be told that the he's one, the chosen one. It, he has to figure it out on his own. Yeah, that's you the have thing. to know you're the one. She yes. says, it's like being in love. No one can tell you you're in love. You just know you're in love. You know? Yes. That's that's how they describe it. Which is another like vague like look at like how they like cover freedom in this whole movie i guess but we'll move on from there so basically he's told he's not the one but he could be the one if he wanted to be the one i think is what the oracle gets out of that sort of yeah yeah and so he leaves from there and, and that more of the guys or on their him team, will die yeah yes that's true one of the guys on the team was a traitor and it was already at the before this we saw he it gets happen the most character development out of anybody yeah, in this true. movie almost he totally does but he's a traitor and he sets them up and a bunch of those agent smiths come to uh-huh. kill them in a room and they kidnap morpheus which was the whole point because morpheus knows the codes he's the leader yes. of this little group so he has the codes for zion that they need he's kidnapped by the smiths and a few of their a couple of their agents are killed i think in that firefight or maybe just one Who? the mouse guy that weird guy with the who's obsessed with the girl in the red dress He's killed in the actual like. Oh, Matrix. you mean the team? Yeah, like Morpheus. Yeah, of Morpheus' team. Oh, yeah. team. Of Morpheus's team, everybody dies except for Trinity and Neo. But and the one guy that can put them in and out of the Matrix. Yes, but the way that the other characters die, this is important for someone who hasn't seen it, is that like, if you're in the Matrix and someone just pulls the plug on you, you die. You have to actually yeah. be like brought out first, and yes. then like you're in the real world, and then they can unplug you. So that guy um, who has set them up is still, they don't know he's a turncoat and they all get out of the matrix by getting on a cell phone and a then phone. like, yeah. yeah. And then like code is passed to them through the phone for some reason. And then they disappear and he's the first one. The turncoat guy is the guy, the first one out and he shoots the guy that's pulling them out of the matrix and anyone else on the ship. So, and his goal was just to rip them, rip, everybody to kill them all while they're in the matrix right then yeah he wanted to get rid of everyone and then be like given a bunch of riches and like high status in the matrix because he didn't care well and he didn't want to uh he didn't want he didn't want to remember he just wanted to like so he didn't have a conscious he didn't he regretted the fact that he was like made conscious or woke yeah he didn't like what the real world was because it's depressing and like he just didn't feel like they were gonna overcome it so exactly 
Yeah, which is a reasonable bad guy. It's honestly like... Yeah, and like I said, he his character has the most development out of anybody else in this movie because the movie doesn't spend any more time on anybody else's yeah. actual character. True. But yeah, um, he unplugs everyone and kills everyone except for the data guy who he monologues just like every other he monologues like a villain for a while and you think he's going to kill neo but then the guy that pulls people in and out of the matrix on the ship is like he had been shot (laughs) and then he kills him and then um yeah so then they pull them out of the matrix and um we're like we got to go rescue morpheus and they do and it turns that's the end of the cooler scenes i would say because then it turns into a guy a giant gunfight where they rescue morpheus and neo learns that he can control the matrix and he really yeah, does it he and he accepts that doing, he's the one yeah. and he does that thing where he bends over backwards in slow motion and the that bullets fly iconic, by him yeah yeah that iconic which stuff. like it's or the one where he stops motion. all the bullets at the very end as he's about to get out after he dies he dies and he comes back to life i guess which is like a jesus parallel for some reason it is but it's also i think it has to do with the fact that he's the one it's very yeah. much built as and like a he only comes back because he's kissed which what is what do i sci-fi did not movies, understand this at what do all, sci-fi actually. movies have with girls kissing guys to bring them back to life because the fifth element has that too it's like a critical thing like a kiss to like make all the well, sci-fi stuff work at the end why is it always like I, that honestly i didn't think of this until right now when you said it but it's a parallel back to sort of fairy tales and like sleeping beauty and snow white both of them are brought back to life with yeah, true love's I guess kiss too. sleeping beauty thing was my first thought why is why does sci-fi it's just a trope so well the- i don't know why sci-fi has it as a trope but it's just clearly a trope for any like story yeah i don't know i didn't like that part i thought it was so cheesy and like i just it's rolled really my eyes dumb. about it yeah it's bad it's but bad. And so essentially they save Morpheus. Both save him Morpheus. and Neo get to live. Neo has well, Neo dies. Trinity now. brings him back with a kiss. Neo now has all the super special powers and is able to defeat anyone who stands in his way. And then he gets a little lot monologue at the end about how they're coming to shut down the robots and save the yes. rest of humanity. And you see him in the matrix and roll credits, right? I think that's the end of the movie. Yeah, I think it is yeah okay so that was a good plot explanation and um there's really only one we skipped over a lot of the action at the end there but it's basically just a lot of action yeah and um this movie is great if you're into action movies there's really only one thing i want to talk about i don't think it does a bunch of theming honestly no like the production was cool we mentioned that and the if you're into sci-fi and just like interesting visuals in general and like cool lore for like ai robots taking over the world like all humans are in tubes like it does that very very well incredibly well it gives you all of those things for sure yeah and then it gives you a bunch of guns at the end if you're into that so it's the normal keanu reeves john wick kind of thing but um what i did want to talk about was the way it handles freedom obviously because there is this whole thing about freedom that i find interesting about this movie in the fact that neo like wants to believe he's in charge of his own choices and he calls that freedom he also wants to believe that he's not stuck in the matrix because the matrix isn't true freedom yes it's even, just a computer program. yeah because it's, even you can, even though you can do whatever you want to an extent to a very wide extent almost a human extent yeah i mean it's like regular it's humans, like real life basically. yeah he, that's not what he considers freedom because he wants to be in charge of his own choices so there's the whole thing of like he would rather be in the outside of the matrix and know that there's not a matrix and calls that freedom and he thinks he's in charge of his own choices but then again he also buys into the whole oracle thing about fate and the fact that he's the one by the end of the movie which means that he's not responsible for his right. own choices and he's just on a path 
And I didn't think about that, but that is kind of odd. There's a whole mix up of like what is freedom in this movie and it presents it in a lot of different ways and like different characters all have their own little like mindsets on Mm -hmm. like freedom and they talk about it throughout and I'm not going to go through them all here. I didn't prepare this well enough to do that, but I think it is something that actually makes this movie pretty cool, especially with the whole like AI controlling the world theme that is pretty common in movies still like this is the first big one that i can remember and i'm sure there were other ones before this but it is so funny to me that this movie in which i wanted to kind of talk about things that have pulled from this movie too Mm -hmm. and that like there's no chance that westworld to some extent wasn't influenced by this too because it this this movie basically has what Westworld added to the original Westworld movie. So the Westworld yeah. movie, basically the first one was just a disaster movie. You get to go to this theme park, then the robots took over the theme park. There was none of these discussions about consciousness and freedom and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So that was put into, that's what Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy kind of added to Westworld to make the TV show and give it yeah. more levels and dimensions. They um, literally turned it into the matrix basically. Yeah. Also, uh, inception very clearly took a couple of pages out of the matrix. Yep. 100%. Um, I'm sure most people have seen inception too. And when they sort of go into this, like is inception highly regarded now, or is it just like, Oh, it was a cool action movie. It didn't win any major awards. Did it? It was nominated for best picture. Just, hmm. I mean, I think that, it's good. I don't the think more it's going to be remembered in the way it, that this was remembered. Well, though. and I think that people, when it first came out, people were like, oh my gosh, this is the most crazy thing ever. But I think it was, the Nolan, sort of, it was the peak of Nolan hype. It's right? sort of died down since yeah. then, yeah. Yeah. And I think that looking back on it even now, people are like, we liked it a lot, but maybe we hyped it up a yeah, little too much. Yeah, didn't it not make sense too? Wasn't there a lot of it that just I think didn't... there's parts of it that are... It's... I mean, it's christopher nolan to me too i think interstellar was kind of the same way it's like he he, i think that's actually stronger though he puts a lot of these concepts in there but there are other parts of an an interstellar that i think make it not a great movie yeah but it's sort of everything from nolan just kind of ends up almost like half-baked and you're like oh this is which it is funny that jonathan nolan is christopher nolan's brother so the guy that does westworld oh yeah that is funny that's hilarious I but, bet Chris Nolan would and Jonathan, butchered Westworld. Jonathan Nolan has a, he's like co-writer on something, like some things mm-hmm. of Christopher Nolan's. I don't know which one it was, but I know for sure that he's done that. But yeah, oh. it is kind of funny that they that this the Matrix is very similar to Westworld and the, the Nolans. Nolan and Brothers versus Cohen Brothers. Who wins? I mean, the Cohen Brothers are probably the better writers and filmmakers but that's totally different those are two totally different <laughs> not even the same thing i would invite the wachowski brothers but that's not they're just the wachowskis now because yeah. of everything that's okay going okay. on in their life well there's not too much i want to talk about as far as theming goes i just think this movie is awesome and obviously it's pivotal for the reasons that we talked about and a lot of that has to do with i think um the vague plot that's introduced and the way technology was used and not mm-hmm. so much actually the fact that it presented a lot of good themes it's literally just a, a movie that did it differently, even though I don't think it has a lot of like emotional or cultural value other than the fact that it was really cool. Isn't, isn't that true? Wouldn't you say that's true? Um, I don't know. It was such a huge phenomenon for a while. It seems like everybody like, yeah. Knew it, about well, I mean, it, it brought the idea of like AI being in yes. control. Nothing is real. Like it made that, I think that was like a household idea. Yeah. And it wasn't before that, even though other things had done this idea. So what do you give it? Okay. Isaac, this is your final review here. I mean, it was pretty good. It was a solid, solid action and sci-fi movie. I don't ever Did think I need think to see it Did you think it was going to be as good as it was? 
What did it you was expect? Going totally in? on par with what I expected. Oh, nice. Which so you is, actually had it rated at okay before you saw it. Like you were like, well, this is gonna I be an figured. Okay movie. Yeah, and I mean, people liked it a lot, so I was like, okay, this is probably going to be okay. Yeah. It was pretty weak in a lot of the things that I like, which you know is like character development. And yeah, and it was kind of, sort of overly thing, but, long for not getting a lot done. Yeah, it was long. Yeah, it's very long. It's like there's two and a half lot hours. of exposition and a lot of talking, like talking that i think is kind of weak yeah and trinity really, the one woman it's like a lot of tell not show which trinity is isn't bad. given enough in this oh, at all yeah, and it's annoying it's super bad, and then she yeah. kisses him at the end which just makes it worse to bring it back yes, just like makes absolutely. her character is really frustrating yeah portrayal she's suddenly character. just madly in love with him and i'm like i don't think that you've shared a conversation outside of we're all about to die because of the robots they're trying to kill us let's go do yeah. something yeah yeah but yeah cool and that's all i have to say i uh i think everyone should watch it if you haven't because it's uh it's iconic and it it was for a reason and there's a lot of cool ideas for sci-fi buffs and yeah don't worry about the themes just watch it and enjoy it because (laughs) there's gonna be cool kung fu and cool realistic like not too much cgi a lot of like actually done action so it's like uh stunts and things like that and yeah it's just rad, and it's uh, better than you think if you haven't seen it. I can tell you that much. So I guess that's it for this week. You good to go, Isaac? Yep. All right. Hopefully I'm, you enjoyed this yeah, discussion um, of the Matrix. Totally. Uh, follow us on social media at PBMC Podcast on Twitter and on Facebook, and review us on iTunes or Stitcher or CastBox or Podbean or wherever you listen to podcasts, and we're hosted on SoundCloud. Thank you to them. And uh, yeah, check us out next time. We'll be here. Uh, we um, I don't know what the next episode is. Do we? Have I don't think out? I know either. No, we need to do <laughs> some work on that. I think probably. we do. I think um, we'll get we'll get Isaac to post what the next one is, so people can actually. We're getting back into the grooves now that I've graduated from software school. We're getting back into the regular groove of things, and are going to do this right and do it weekly and let everyone know what to watch, so that you can be on the same page as yeah. us and not hear our terrible plot rev- yeah, summaries of the be Matrix. To figure that out what that Man, is. this is a really hard one to plot summarize. I can tell you that much. Though. It was it's well, tough. It's either you have to explain. Every everything in massive detail or, or it's like nothing. five you points. just gloss yeah. over it yeah there's no in between it's true all right well i'm eli i'm isaac and this was the club okay.